Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy! This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're checking this out later on the YouTubes, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. Or on Rumble, just go to rumble.com, search for the Tyler Morgan Show or Relentless Daring, and you will find this lovely, glorious face. Or maybe check this out on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, if you're listening to this on podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with all of your friends. Before I get into this week's craziness, or at least uh, some bits of this week's craziness, let me tell you about my lovely, lovely beard oil. Yes, that's right. If you're going to have a lovely mane like this growing on your face, you need to take care of it. And the products I use to take care of my beard are Blue Collar Beardsman. And for some reason, I clicked the button, but it did not pop up. Anyways, uh, Blue Collar Beardsman, they make outstanding beard oils that I use to both condition and uh, really just take care of my beard because I'm one of those guys that in the past trying to grow a beard, it'd always be really itchy and I just I just couldn't stand it and so after a few weeks I always end up trimming it back to something more manageable but right now I'm at like I don't know eight months worth of growth I'll move my mic down here and it's doing really well it's nice and soft and my wife's not oh my god I that stuff grind your face oh my god get rid of it <clears throat> no it's it's great great uh blend of oils there's Specially designed to condition and really help promote growth of your facial hair. And it's not just beard oils they offer. They also now have uh, beard butters, which, again, it conditions your beard, helps it be, be soft and silky and, you know, be well-maintained. It also helps to kind of style and shape it a little bit, give a little extra hold if you want to, you know, have your beard and you want to have the little curly Q mustache going with it or what have you. And then you can also get combs to help keep it combed out nice and neat. Mine's a little shaggy, but then again, I just had the shoulder fixed, and so I can't really you know, get a comb up to my face as good as I used to. But hopefully in a few weeks, uh, that will be right back to normal. But please go to bluecollarbeardsman.com. Check out their line of amazing beard oils. Uh, sign up for the subscription package, and then you will get a special monthly scent sent to you. Get a monthly scent sent to you. I'm just winging this, and I have no clue what I'm saying. So when it comes out sounding kind of interesting, like scent, scent, 
I get distracted. It's my brain. Leave me alone. So go to bluecollarbeardsman.com. Sign up for their subscription. Uh, December, sign up while you can get it. You can get the Slay Mechanic, which is a very, very Christmassy feeling, or feeling, Christmassy smelling uh, scent. Um, it'll really just great for this time of year. Or maybe you're one of those guys, you you, you want your beard beard to be treated, but you don't want to have all the perfumey smell. Get the Average Joe. The Average Joe is just straight beard oil with no scent to it, and it does just as an, an amazing job. So check out their full lineup of scents at bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right, so before I get into you know, what I plan on talking about, I'd like to address something that came up after the big Ron DeSantis, uh, Gavin Newsom debate that was on Fox News that Sean Hannity hosted. Leave it to someone who got their butt handed to them in a debate to come out. Well, they cheated. Sean Hannity, he, he was putting up graphics, and he said there'd be no graphics, and, and, and Ron DeSantis, he, he would bring up props. Well, that's because... Um, Hannity, when the topic of uh, crime in California came up to uh, help address and better, you know, formulate his questions for Governor Newsom, he had an image of crime stats for California pop up. That way he could, so see, here's what I'm talking about, so you, you can discuss it. And he got his knickers in a twist. I said knickers. I didn't say something else. Those of you looking to try to find a reason to cancel me. Which, so far, I'm not making enough waves for that to happen. But I did say knickers, K-N-I-C-K-E-R-S. And then uh, Ron DeSantis, he brought up the ever-popular San Francisco poop map. Yes, that's right. There's an app, or at least there used to be an app, and people could report the location of human feces on the road or sidewalk or park or wherever. And pretty much the entire city was brown. They didn't have downtown, they have brown town. And so, oh, oh, how dare you bring up the pooping in the streets? Oh, my God. And he also brought up when... uh you know, book bans. And they banned like 1100 bucks in Florida. And he started, and Newsom starts naming off books that were banned, air quotes. And all the ones that were brought up, that's not banned. That's not banned. This is what we're banning. And, mm, sorry, shoulder. And Newsom, pull, or Newsom, DeSantis pulls out gender queer. This is a this is what the new and hip kids would call a graphic novel because is, there is a story to it and there's lots of pictures in a comic book form it's bright colored and it's designed and marketed to youngins and it has a lot of stuff that I'm not going to repeat because this is a PG-13 mostly family friendly show and I don't want to get into that just in case there are younger listeners who might be, you know, 
riding with their parents while they're playing it in the car, what have you. But it's graphic in a sense, uh, not involving pictures. However, but the fact that DeSantis pulls the book out and then a member of the of the Newsom camp complained to Politico that he brought porn and poop in his pockets. Like, whoa, 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 hold on, stop. Wait one second. Did you just concede that genderqueer, which by all leftist organizations should be accepted as an amazing piece of LGBTQQIA blah 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 that all this rainbow jihadi stuff that it that it spawns that it represents and should be exposed to children to help them find their way in the rainbow world. You just admitted that it is porn and as such should be restricted from libraries because DeSantis wasn't about to open it up and start showing pictures, have the camera zoom in on it on uh, TV because, you know, network censors would get a little persnickety about that. So it's nice to see that, yeah, they're starting to admit that the arguments we're making by some of this stuff should be, you know, you know, kept away from kids is a valid argument. Because if if I went and I gave my child the book Genderqueer or any of these other ones that they really love to push their rainbow agenda, if I gave those to my kids, the left would look at me and go, oh my gosh, he's so progressive. He, he's wanting his child to be yeah, to be informed and, and, and know, know about these things. But if I gave them a Hustler magazine or a penthouse, they would look at me like I'm some sort of awful, disgusting miscreant. Why can't they both be true? Why can't the person giving genderqueer and these other books to kids be as much as a horrible miscreant as the person who goes, here, read this playboy. I'm just saying. But, yeah, that's where all of that goes. Like, the biggest thing that came out of the post-debate, you know, ruminations and thoughts and all of that is just, oh, they cheated. No, you got your ass handed to you, son. Go sit down. All right, so, as I said, there's a few things I want to talk about here tonight, and... My printer was being wonky, so everything is via phone. All right, so one of the, like, amazing stories, and I I love these stories, especially once all the investigation comes out and all the facts are lined out, is serial killers. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't like serial killers in the sense that, you know, I think they're doing a good service by removing people from the population. I'm that's incredibly Malthusian and it, it's be, it's so beneath me. It's not even funny, but the stories, because ultimately in 
all these serial killer stories, it, it's about the victims. First and foremost, because whether it is uh, Green River in Washington killing prostitutes, people will look at prostitutes and homeless people, like the story I'm about to go into, as uh, people not worth paying a lot of attention to, but they're still people. Uh, I, I... I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I listened to one on Green River Killer. And one of these one of these young women who who fell victim. I mean, she was you know still in contact with family and she just dropped off. Dropped off the face of the planet. There's another young lady in California with a different uh, killer who, yeah, she was estranged from her family, but she still called her mom like once a week to say, hey, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm yeah, things aren't where I hope they would be, but I'm doing well. I appreciate your concern. And, you know, her life was just snuffed out by someone who didn't care that she was, in fact, a human being. Well, I have to get the story here. Do, 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 do. Apparently, I was Googling. All right, so this is in Los Angeles where three homeless people were killed, which... I'm sure homeless people getting killed in L.A. or San Francisco or any other major city is not really that big of a shocking thing. But in this case, it was um, definitely a shocker because they were victims of the same person. And see this. All right. So, Los Angeles police announced Saturday that a suspect has been identified in connection with the killings of three homeless men earlier this week. Now, some can make the argument he wasn't a serial killer, he didn't have a cooling off period. Whatever. He killed three homeless guys. And even if he didn't have a cooling off period, he killed three people. In a series. Now, some can make the argument, well, he's a spree killer. Well, maybe. But that I'll, I'll let the, uh, the shrinky, shrinky head people be the ones who determine that one. But as far as I'm concerned, he is a serial killer. Uh, suspect, Jared Joseph Powell, 33, was already in custody after having been arrested in the killing of a county employee earlier this week. Powell was arrested Thursday and accused of shooting and killing a, a San Dimas, California, father of two following a, during a follow-home robbery Tuesday. Police Chief Michael Moore said Saturday that the police were able to match Powell's car, seen in security video from the killing Tuesday, to the car they had identified as being driven by the suspect, believed to be responsible for killing three homeless people. Handgun in the car... Match the gun used to kill the three homeless people. 
And Moore said the case has a striking set of circumstances that is puzzling. Powell had been arrested Thursday in Beverly Hills in charges of murder and robbery after detectives in Beverly Hills police identified the vehicle used in, used in the killing Tuesday, L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna said. Beverly Hills police were then able to arrest the suspect at a traffic stop after they matched his license plate to that of a car used in the killing Tuesday. Next objective is to put this guy away at minimum forever because he doesn't deserve to be out on the street. Yeah, it, Policemen searching for a gunman uh, responsible for killing three sleeping homeless people in L.A. this week before they connected Powell to the crimes. Police believe the same person was, was responsible for all three deaths. The three separate attacks took place early in the hours of Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday. Moore said, oh, so he killed the guy who was not homeless in the middle of his, of his killing spree. All three victims are men. They were all asleep in open areas like alleys or sidewalks when they were shot and killed. One of the men was brutally and ruthlessly killed while sleeping on a couch. And another was killed as he leaned against a wall in a manner he described as chilling. The third was fatally shot as he slept on a sidewalk. No, A motive has not been established. But yeah, this is ridiculous. And this is one of those situations where... I think I honestly think it will come out that he probably did more than just the three homeless guys and the person that he followed into a home and then killed. Because that kind of brazen uh, attitude, that is usually towards the end of a serial killer's... Uh, career we'll call it that because they've gotten to a point where either a they have absolutely no concern about getting caught or they believe they won't be so they just you know out in the wide open and they're just completely detached from reality. B, this is you know, what um, John Douglas would call, you know, the uh, one of the big uh, mind hunter guys from uh, the FBI. He wrote the book Mind Hunters, helped really helped develop the FBI's profiling program. You know, the assassin type where the very mission oriented. And if they get caught in the middle of it, they get caught in the middle of it. And usually they're kind of a, have a bit of a suicidal bent. So they, they get caught or killed in the process of accomplishing their goal. It really doesn't matter. So, yeah, it's probably one of those kind of one of those areas, and I I don't know the details of the case. I'm just kind of reading into it based off of the thousands and or hundreds and hundreds of hours of listening to books about serial killers and really what seems to happen as their, again, career 
advances to the point of that they're losing all attachment to reality. But yeah, so props on uh, L.A. and L.A. County Sheriff's for catching this guy. And I, I agree with the sheriff that, you know, he should go away for forever with no opportunity for parole. Now, you know, this is one of those cases where as I have become more liberal, we'll, we'll use liberal, on death penalty cases, I do not believe the death penalty it should be handed out willy-nilly. I do believe that the death penalty should be reserved for cases like this. There is no amount of rehabilitation that will fix this, that will make him suitable for life in society. So keeping him in prison for the rest of his natural life is acceptable. And I know it costs X amount per day. He's 33 years old. Say he lives till he's 80. So that's, what, 47 years in prison. That has a big toll. Now, the death penalty, the reason why it costs so much, it's not the drugs. It is not whatever method of execution is used, whether it's lethal injection, gas chamber, electric chair, hanging. That's not the expensive part. There is some expense, too, especially to, uh, oh, pardon me, to, you know, lethal injection because you have to buy the meds. But it it's the amount of appeals. And by all means, if you're going to give somebody the death sentence, if you're going to convict them and sentence them to death, I do believe, I do agree that because of the number of, people who have been sentenced to death row who have gotten off because not from some legal technicality, but from we found evidence that they did not do it. And so their conviction is overturned. There's, I think there's enough people that warrants that. Yeah. That's why you should be very sparing in giving it out. Yep. The lady who carved a baby out of a woman's stomach and went and presented this baby to the world as her own, who was convicted of capital murder because she had all the emails and the weapon and all everything showing up that she was setting this up for the sole purpose of killing this woman and stealing her baby. She got the death penalty and was executed. I am for that. That is one of those cases where it was so heinous and you had so much overwhelming evidence that was completely irrefutable. Good. But, you know, there's some cases where there's so much ambiguity, 
even even with a crap ton of evidence, there's a lot of ambiguity. And I don't think that every case should immediately go to that. This guy, they had the gun. The gun matches the bullets used to kill four people. Yeah, I think he he's a prime candidate, but you can't. Uh, I want one. Don't know why he wants to Canada, but California. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why. Commies, both of them. But in California, they don't believe in killing very, very, very bad people anymore. So, again, good on law enforcement for catching him, getting him off the streets, and just totally, you know, stopping someone from having a huge, huge body count. All right, so before I go into break, the gore effect. The gore effect, for those of you who don't know, named after one Al Gore. And it's called the gore effect because he will schedule some global warming, climate change, blah, 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 blah. And either right after or right before, there will be a ginormous ice storm, huge snowstorm, a blizzard. That just ruins everything for everybody. Well, coming up here in the next few days in Dubai, there's supposed to be a big uh, global warming summit. And currently, all of Central Europe is just covered in snow. I mean, in Munich, in Germany alone, it snowed so much that there are uh, private jets that took on so much weight from the snow, they're stuck in popped wheelies. I the pictures of these of these uh of these small jets nose up in the air, tail on the ground, just sitting there. Amazing. But you know, they keep saying it was just a few years ago. Oh, by the year twenty twenty, our kids won't know what snow is. Huh. Well, just over here in Europe, uh, look at how much snow they got. You have trains that are shut down, highways shut down. There's new snowfall on the uh, on the volcanic mountaintops in Hawaii. I mean, can we not just look and see what the weather does over time and go, oh, you know, some years it's... Uh Kind of mild, and some years it snows a whole crap ton. I mean, is, is that too much to ask that we actually use evidence-based learning and study where we look at all of the evidence, not just the evidence that's um, you know, the, the confirmation bias. That supports the things we believe, the things we want to believe, while ignoring the stuff that goes against it, and go, huh? You now these people who are says it's cyclical, they're something to what they're saying, because over millions and millions of years, 
We've had ice ages that come and ice ages that go. You, you've had species just flourish. Species just die away. I mean, they say we're in like the, what, the fourth or fifth great extinction. And, and a lot of that they want to blame on human progress. But in all actuality, a lot of these animals die off just from a number of things that are not necessarily man-related, not necessarily due to hunting, not necessarily due to encroachment. You have species that are dying out that we'll never know about because they're so buried deep in the rainforest of Brazil or the jungles of the Congo. Species that live in a bubble on some island that has yet to be explored by man in the Pacific. And, like I said, we never knew about them. Are, are we supposed to be upset at the loss of a, of a creature or a plant? that humanity had no interaction with whatsoever. Yeah, it is sad when, you know, certain iconic animals, um, uh, thylacines, a.k.a. Tasmanian tigers, they were all killed off, you know, by farmers protecting their sheep. And that's just one of those things that happens when man comes into wild. When man comes into contact with the wild. Man is the the dominant species. And if they have to protect a resource, they're going to do it. But yeah, the, the, the craziness of the gore effect hitting yet again and just... People have to look at the uh, climate change guys and go, I thought you said climate was changing. It looks perfectly normal to me to be snowing in mountainous Central Europe in December. Just a little food for thought there. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. So, pardon me. Getting back in the swing of things. Well, before I do, got to talk to you about coffee. Why do I talk about coffee? Because I love it. You see all these lovely bottles of liquor above my head if you're watching this on video. You're not. Trust me, there's a bottle of Centauri, a bottle of Bullet Rye, a bottle of Legiant, uh, a bottle of something that came from South Dakota. Can't tell the name of it off the top of my head. My dog popped the door open, so I apologize for uh, the loudness of the Pomeranian. A bottle of Michter's. I'm trying to do this. This shoulder didn't work trying to pull point stuff. Bottle of Sazerac, bottle of Whistlepig. So many good liquors, but coffee by far is my favorite drink. Especially coffee from American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters, they pride themselves on ordering the best beans from around the world. uh, Blending them, coming up with... Uh, roast and flavor profiles that really accentuate the best flavors that those coffee beans have to offer and getting them out to you, the consumer. And all this is done roasting at home. This is not a big roaster. This is not someone who buys third-party roasted coffee, slaps a label on it, and ships it out like um, some politicians with their own radio shows do, do with coffee. And so... I absolutely love it. I, I, don't know, I don't know how many cups of, of APR I've drank since my surgery, since I got home from my surgery on Tuesday, but I've drank a lot of it, and it's amazing. So and there's so many great flavors to try. Um, unfortunately, I do believe the uh, Austin Peterson called me a retard blend is done. That is no longer available, but there's so many other great flavors. Um, the Calvin Coolidge, the Frederick Douglass, which is really nice. The Teddy Roosevelt, which aside from the uh, Austin Peterson is by far my favorite blend from them. And they also have flavored coffees too. If you're, you know, maybe you kind of want a dessert coffee. They, the, uh, the Hamilton Burr is like a kind of blueberry donut. Uh, the Dolly Madison's got some great flavors. Ron Sexual Chocolate. So many great ones. Go out, check them out, see what they have. And maybe you uh, well, want some coffee drops where chocolate and coffee mixed together in a great candy snack. So many things to choose from. Check them out, aprcoffee.com. Historically great coffee. All right, so uh, I just messed up my earbuds. I can't. Okay, now I can hear myself. Nice snag my headphone cord and I can't hear squat. So the joys of doing live shows, you get my weird commentary on things going on behind the scenes. All right. So earlier this year, we all know it. uh, Kevin McCarthy, he got voted down as the speaker and was replaced by Mike Johnson. Well, there's starting to be some reporting that old, Old K Dog is uh, really not enjoying his time as a run of the mill, plain old fashioned 
congressman. Yes, that's right. He's um having some difficulties adjusting to life after speakership and life after leadership in general. At an emotional evening news conference immediately after he was removed as speaker, Representative Kevin McCarthy gave an inconclusive answer about whether he would remain in Congress. I'll look at that, he said. Over the past two months, Mr. McCarthy has given the life of a rank-and-file member a hard look and discovered it to be a painful existence after having been at the pinnacle of his party in the House for more than a decade. These days, Mr. McCarthy, famous for his preternaturally sunny California disposition, has been hard to cheer up. He no longer attends the conference meetings he used to preside over and at times has struggled to contain his anger at the Republicans who deposed him. He denied the accusation from one of them, Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee, that he elbowed him in the kidney in the basement hallway of the Capitol, which he can deny that all he wants. But uh, Congressman Burchett was doing an interview with a PBS reporter at the time, and she verified the altercation took place, not just the confrontation afterwards that, you know, McCarthy went by and hit Burchett hard enough that he actually staggered towards the reporter. I mean, you don't get some, don't hit someone that hard and then just keep walking like because it was an accident and completely incidental. He's also struggled to make peace with the idea that it's time to go, even as California's December 8th filing deadline to run for re-election draws near and his colleagues expect him to leave. Oh my goodness, my... I apologize. Yeah, when, when, when you spend two decades building something, it's difficult to end that chapter. Representative Patrick McHenry of North Carolina, one of Mr. McCarthy's closest friends, yeah, his life has been building the Republican majority and, and attaining the third highest office in the land. It's difficult for any mortal to deal with an abrupt end and determine his next chapter. But the current chapter has grown increasingly untenable for him. As he made his way around the Capitol contemplating his options for the future and cycling through various stages of grief over his merciless political downfall, Mr. McCarthy has retained small perks from his old life that serve mostly as painful reminders that of all that has been taken away. He still has the kind of security detail furnished to the person second in line to the presidency, but he has been removed from the Speaker's suite of offices in the middle of the Capitol that serves the building's power center. So why does he still have a security detail? Can anyone answer that one? Why Why would he need one? He's not the speaker. They'll have to keep him safe in case someone, you know, blows up the White House with the president and vice president inside. It's... They, that's what Mike Johnson is there for. Mike Johnson should have that detail, which I'm sure he does. But they, he shouldn't have his own his own personal detail just because he used to be the speaker. He has participated in high-profile engagements such as a recent speech at the Oxford Union and an interview at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, but those were booked before his ouster. 
Many colleagues still consider him a skillful convener of people with institutional knowledge about the workings of a Republican majority he helped build. <coughs> you know, I don't really know how well he helped to build it, considering you know, there are people that won their races against Democrats for those seats that had zero backing from the GOP. And again, who was in Congress as the speaker and even as the, you know, as the uh, House Minority Leader before the last round of elections and therefore really influential on who the GOP and Congress gives money to to support their runs, there are people that they wouldn't support who won their seats. Is that is that really helping to build the majority? Is it really helping build the majority when during the primaries... They, they would throw money in on Trump-backed candidates who really weren't that good. They weren't that conservative because, oh, well, that's, that's, who, we have to, that's who we have to support versus someone who is not a Trump candidate and is actually more conservative So, so they, they pick the guy who's probably not going to win, then goes on to the general and loses what should have been an easy seat to a Democrat. Huh. But that's helping build the majority. Oddly enough, that also happened in the Senate where the Senate was throwing lots of money behind Trump-backed people, and they kept losing what should have been easy races. Huh. And let me, let, hold on, let me, let me check on that uh, outstanding majority in the Senate. Uh, oh, wait, there isn't one because they had the opportunity and they blew it. Uh, but his inexperienced successor, Speaker Mike Johnson of Louisiana, has not sought him out for any advice on managing the fractious Republican conference. And Mr. McCarthy has had to watch from the sidelines as Mr. Johnson has made some of the same choices that led to his known downfall, such as working with Democrats to avert a government shutdown. And, at least so far, has paid little price. I think the people who wrote this article really, really like Kevin McCarthy because they seem to just be just... Oh my gosh, Mr. McCarthy, you just feel so bad for him. And Mr. McCarthy has labored to acclimate. After any stressful situation, it takes a while for the body to normalize, Mr. McHenry said, the former speaker. And when you talk about the extremes of political ambition, which is required to attain the speakership, it is even more dramatic to wring those chemicals out of your body and return to to being a normal human. On Instagram, where Mr. McCarthy recently shared pictures of his dogs hanging out in his Bakersfield, California district office, 
Many of the people commenting on the picture chimed in to remind him that despite his handle, at Speaker McCarthy, he was the Speaker no more. The title is technically his front. No! No, 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 no! It's like being an ambassador. It's like being a senator. It's like being a congressman. It's like being a general. It's like being an... Did I say admiral already? Whatever. I was a sergeant. I do not demand people go around and call me Sergeant Morgan because I'm not in the Army anymore. My rank is PFC, private freaking civilian. Congressman McCarthy is no longer Speaker of the House. Therefore, the title does not follow him. Whether he retires, he is no longer Speaker McCarthy. As just a regular rank-and-file member of the House, he is no longer Speaker McCarthy. This is the kind of stuff that we got away from when we left England. We don't have titles. We don't have royalties. We don't have the dukes and earls and all this that comes just from being a certain landowner. You don't get knighted in the United States for charitable acts like they do in England. You know, you can call him Sir Paul McCartney all you want. He's not actually a knight. You can call Nikki Haley Ambassador Haley all you want. She is not an ambassador. Yes, it is a job she held. It's like the, the people who serve as secretary of whatever in the cabinet. Well, Madam Secretary, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll there, pal. She is no longer secretary of anything. Maybe secretary of the kitchen, but it's not a title that she gets that Hillary Clinton or um, uh, Mattis, Jim Mattis, gets to carry with the rest of his rest of their lives. Now, I know there are people, well... Jim Mattis was a, was a four-star general. He deserves to be... No, 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 no. He deserves to ride off blissfully into the sunset. He's completed his military tour. He's no longer a general in the United States Marine Corps. Well, he was secretary... Of, was. Operative word. Was. Past tense. The author of this, just like... Well, he was speaker. That's just the stuff that drives me crazy. I, I'm not even a fan of people referring to former presidents as president so-and-so. The people who referred to Donald Trump as President Trump. Now, if you're talking about during his time in office as president and you say President Trump, okay, I understand that. I will even condone that. Because I will refer to stuff that Barack Obama had done during his eight years in office. And I will call him President Obama because at the time he was the president. 
People talking about Caitlyn Jenner winning the, the decathlon. No, Caitlyn Jenner did not win the decathlon. Bruce Jenner won the decathlon. So if you say, talk about Bruce Jenner and Bruce Jenner's Olympic goal or his Olympic accomplishments, his other athletic accomplishments as an, as a professional athlete. Yeah. Calling him Bruce is perfectly acceptable because he did all that as Bruce. He did not do that as Caitlin. I know there's people going to be, Oh my God, he's dead naming Caitlin Jenna. I don't care. I will never care. You cannot force me to care about other people's feelings. That is the absolute worst form of authoritarianism. But anyways, House Republicans are beginning to move past Mr. McCarthy's removal as they navigate business with Mr. Johnson at the helm. Why don't they call him Speaker Johnson? That just shows you where they're at in this, in, in the headspace of the people who wrote this. They will not call Speaker Johnson by the title that he rightfully has by getting voted in as Speaker of the House. But I digress. But Mr. McCarthy has not finished processing his defenestration. He is someone who has never enjoyed being alone, and an emptier schedule leaves more time to spend in one's own head. As unpleasant as it may be to hang around Congress in his diminished state, Mr. McCarthy has been forthright about the difficulty of deciding whether to leave politics and when. I, I just went through losing, and so you go through different stages. Mr. McCarthy said in a brief interview after his deal book appearance on Wednesday in New York City, I, I have to know that when I go, that there's a place for me, and what am I going to do, and is that best? Mr. McCarthy said he was taking time, taking his time in making a decision about whether to leave Congress, in part because he did not want to make a hasty decision he might come to regret. I have to know that if I decide that wasn't for me and I leave, I don't want a year from now to think, oh, I regret I shouldn't have left, he said. So if I take a little longer than most people normally, that's just what I'm going through. Some center-leaning Republicans are pressing him to stay. Yeah, because that's what we need. More, wow, we, we, we want to, don't want to be the Democrats, but yeah, those people think minimizing government are horrible. Shut up. You have a lot of members who haven't been here that long since Sarah Chamberlain, the president of the Republican Main Street Partnership, an outside organization allied with the Congressional Caucus of the same name. You need some senior statesmen to teach the members how the process works, and he's one of the last ones left. No, you, you don't need business as usual. Do you need some people who are senior? Okay, here's how this is going to go down. You know, here, here's how we handle decorum. Here's how we handle X, Y, and Z. But you don't need the people who are going to, all right, here's how this is going to work. You're going to vote X, Y, Z on ABC measures. And one, two, three, it's going to be going through to the Senate. We don't need people to tell Congress 
We don't need senior people in Congress telling congressmen what to do. Explain how to do it. Explain how to use your your resources that you have available. You know, you you have an idea for a spending bill. Here's how you route it through uh, through the CBO so they can figure out, okay, how is this going to work? How is it, how, how will this be paid for? Will, will it be fully paid for? Is it going to run a deficit? How much is it going to cost over time? That's what you need to tell them what to do. Explain how to do it, not perpetuate business as usual. Ms. Chamberlain added, on a personal level, I can completely understand if he decides to leave. On an institutional level, it would be a shame to lose him. Yeah, because, you know, Republican Main Street Partnership, these are your your donor class people. They they say they're Main Street, but they, they work with the with big donors and business and their the the corporatist lobbies that give us the crazy you know private public partnerships. And last time I checked when government gets in bed with business, that never goes well. Whether it's Democrats getting in bed with the unions, whether it's Republicans getting in bed with the businesses who are trying to prevent unionization from happening, whether it's either party getting involved with defense contractors and creating these partnerships with defense contractors that keep us in never-ending wars. That is never good. And so, well, the people that were interviewed for this article and the author themselves, whoever they were, lament the passing of an institutional torch. Should Speaker Mc... Oh, my God, they got me doing it. Should Kevin McCarthy decide that he's going to go ahead and retire from Congress, go back to doing whatever it was before he found himself in D.C.? Because, oh, my gosh, business won't be the same as usual. While they're lamenting that, we should be happy that when old thinking leaves, it makes room for new thought makes room for people who are more concerned about the expansion of government, makes room for people who are more concerned about spending ourselves into oblivion. So, Kevin McCarthy, do us a favor. Decide not to run. Decide not to file for re-election. And instead of finding the big government, crazy guy that you would love to replace you who will keep sending that pork back to Bakersfield. Do a favor for the country. Find the people who want to run to replace you. Interview them. Figure out not who is going to be best for business as usual, but find out who's going to be best for the people. 
and representing that district, not representing some donor in the district, not representing some faceless lobby group, but someone who will return to Bakersfield and go around and they will shake hands with the farmers around that city. Someone who knows what it's really like to work in the dirt. Someone who knows what it's like to have government be an obstacle to being able to accomplish whatever whatever goal it is they want to accomplish. Find that person who wants to make the government govern better. And if it means governing less, support that person because that's what's going to make the country a better place. Not someone who cares about lining their pockets, not someone who's just obsessed with pure raw power. Someone who actually wants this country to live up to the ideals on which it was founded. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, you might have heard some weird noises from me, uh, or you're hearing the bird again. Apparently the door wasn't closed all the way. The dog pushed it open, and then I got all the uh, all the crazy noises from out in the hallway and the rest of the house. I apologize. But if you would like to help fund this show, so maybe I can relocate to the other end, end of the house and have to get some new interwebs run. That way I can you know, have good connection while I'm back there. Feel free to donate to the show. You can go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show, and you can sign up to be a patron there. Once there, you sign up five bucks a month is like the lowest level. So five bucks, you get early access to interviews, special shows. Uh, yeah. You don't have to worry about whatever weird ads are going to pop up on whatever, uh, podcast platform you're listening to the show on you know you have all you have that going for you or you maybe you just want to go to a pay or go to ah my brain it my brain no work no i have not taken any of the super strong pain meds been pure tylenol for me man um or if you want to go to relentlessdaring.com you can find the donate button there and you can sign up and donate through through paypal and Again, that's money that comes into the show and it helps to keep the show up and running because keeping a podcast on the interwebs, it can get pricey, especially as you start buying new equipment, have to fix computers, upgrade computers, stuff like that. So anything you can do that you want to kick over to help would be greatly appreciated. Not demanding it, but you know, if you want to, please, by all means. If you're checking this out on the YouTubes, remember YouTube, Rumble, hit the like button for the video, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, so that way you get notifications whenever new episodes post, unless there's some technical glitch and I cannot get the video onto either of those platforms. I apologize. If you're a podcast listener, please, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, please subscribe or follow, because Apple's weird. Apple didn't, they want to be different. Subscribe or follow. And once you've done that, please rate this episode or rate the show. Five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below. Hit me up. Hit me up on the Twitters. Fake Tyler Morgan. 
send me a DM. They're open. Explain to me why you feel that three or below is necessary. And, you know, I can use constructive criticism to make the show better, at least for you. Or maybe for someone else. Either way, as long as it makes the show better, I'll accept your uh, commentary. As long as you're not being a big hateful jerk about it. If you are being a big hateful jerk, please leave that in the reviews as you review the podcast. Item number three I ask every week. Write a review. Say what you like about the show. But like I said, if you're a jerk, I will highlight you and I will I will just milk it endlessly. Like the guy who said that I'm trying to be Alex Jones. Maybe. Maybe I do like to hear myself talk. Maybe I do like to talk about me. It's my show. If I want to talk about me, I will. Finally, once you have subscribed, rated, reviewed... Last thing I ask you to share it, send this episode to a friend who you think will enjoy it. Send it to a friend you think will drive them nuts. Either way, I love being I love being shared with your friends. Boy, phrasing. Um share the show with your friends and you know, help grow the audience. Now, if you're interacting on the uh, on the Twitters, by all means, use that hashtag uh stay relentless, hashtag relentless bastard. Either way. I will look for it, and hopefully I see it, and then I can interact back. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, try to get my arm over here to this button. Stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless, daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.